Hello, friends. I'm Matt Baum, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage Podcast, where we talk about what's happening with marriage equality and Star Wars. Joining me is my partner, James. Hello. Merry Christmas. Oh, is that Merry Christmas or Merry Christmas? The latter. Merry Christmas. Is that your drag persona? Uh, no, my drag persona is, um, Feline Groovy? Yeah, that's not bad. Feline's not really a name. Felonious Fuckface. Also also not names. Those are not things people are called. There's Thelonious Monk. That's true. That's not a name either, but it actually is a name. There's Felonious Monkey. So you can hear the entire audiobook version of Defining Marriage, uh, complete and unabridged, by listening to the first 18 episodes of this podcast. Uh, Or you can pop over to Amazon and get Defining Marriage as an ebook or paper book or audiobook. So, uh... Instead of doing that, we're going to talk about what's happening this week with marriage equality. Indeed we will. But first, we have to talk about the most important event of the week. My birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. I spent it, as I often do, in a cemetery. And I'd like to tell you a tale. I saw a headstone there. It had a person's name, a name I will not reveal. We'll call them the, uh, the Fuss Budgets. And, uh, the Fuss Budget tombstone said on it, Marriage Encounter marriage encounter it had interlocking circles a, a venn diagram if you will and it said in the venn part of the diagram marriage encounter really yes well what a strange and erotic way to describe a relationship it certainly is and i was wondering you being mr marriage that's what you're known as at the marriage that's store. my drag name what on earth could that have meant? Would you want marriage encounter on your headstone? Absolutely. And I want to be clear, I mean no disrespect to the ghosts who live there. I wonder what that could have meant. Why not just say married? Why say marriage encounter? It sounds like it was some sort of alien experience. Possibly. Possibly they had a... Perhaps she encountered an alien and married it, like in the film Starman. Sure. Or um, what's the other one? Enemy Mine. Is there a marriage involved in that? A marriage encounter? Well, it was, I suppose, out of wedlock that he had a baby, wasn't it? Uh, That's true. There was a a pregnancy encounter, wasn't there? There was. Well, that would be worse to have on a headstone. (laughs) Pregnancy encounter? Mm. Huh. Well, that's very strange. Did Did you happen to observe when these particular people became ghosts? I did not pry into their affairs that much. Well, it's written um, right on there, usually. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, it was on the other side. This was another phenomenon I was unaware of, that, like, the name is on the front very prominent, and then, like, you have to flip it over like a baseball card to read the details on the back. Gee. Um, so, yeah, the marriage encounter. It also is the worst random encounter to get in Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It depends on what you're looking for. It could turn into a whole corpse bride it's phantasmagoria. Too- I don't know. Maybe in a hundred years or whatever amount of time has gone by since these people died, maybe it was only like four. Oh, it was a modern stu- really? tombstone, yeah. Oh, well, I just assumed it was like something from the 1800s. Oh, no, no. Marriage Encounter was very new. They weren't drawing Venn diagrams in the 1800s. Come on. Well, I was going to say, perhaps in, in many years they will laugh at the way we describe relationships on OK Cupid and whatnot. Mm. Like Casual up. Encounter. Yes. Ca- ca- That's what, what it'll say be? on your headstone. <laughs> it sounds a bit like a clothing store, like Casual Encounters. <laughs> Maybe that's not how you'd say it if it was a clothing store. <laughs> For your casual encounter Friday needs. Try these open-toed culottes. <laughs> Why would culottes have open toes? You just have to see them to believe them. And these crotchless khakis. <laughs> Very casual. Very casual encounters Friday. <laughs> uh, yeah, so speaking of which, uh, there's been two uh, exciting developments in marriage this week. Tell aside me Aside from your birthday. Uh-huh. Which, happy birthday, by the way. I married a pig. Sure. Is that a, is that, is there a term for that? What's going to go on the headstone for that? Meaty encounter. Oh, a, a bacon marriage. Mm. That's what's next. 
There were, first there was the Boston marriage, and now there is the bacon marriage, which you can get at Boston Market. <laughs> How lovely that you married a pig. Where did you Where did you two meet? In the sty, of course. Oh, okay. Were you just rolling around like Dorothy Gale? Well, I needed a bath. Um, I needed a mud bath to keep my flesh cleansed of parasites. Sure. Uh, that That's a known parasite repellent, mud. It is. Is That's it? why animals... Well, one of the many reasons animals do it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, it's you know, a protective barrier. That's usually... why I don't wash myself. That's why I break out constantly. Look you, at me. I'm a, I'm a pizza-faced teenager. You are not. Cowabunga. Nice. Usually I'm the one who knows trivia about animals, but I guess you know trivia about being filthy. I might have made it up. That's okay. <laughs> who knows? I might have made you up. It's true. This is all... This is a one-moment show. Speaking of up. So, I think I might have just said it's a one moment show. <laughs> it's a one moment show. I, that would be entertaining, but also very sad because where have all the moments and Hattie Fattner's gone? Where have all the moments gone? Long time moving. Two things this week, uh, both of which sound made up. Oh, a filibuster and a plebiscite. Okay. Uh, so Missouri, you might have heard. That's my drag name, filibuster plebiscite. You know, that's not bad. I think that would be it's a pretty hit. bad. That would be a it, no, no, no. I think like if you were in D.C., if you were a D.C. drag queen, the bar might be a little lower there for 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 puns. Any puns you can get out of political terms, uh, I think people will appreciate filibuster plebiscite. Anyway, so you might have heard that Missouri was doing this filibuster. Mm-hmm. The Democrats were. Oh, I did not hear. Yeah, I think I think we talked about this, didn't we? Missouri. Maybe not. Oh, I thought we Missouri. did. That's oh. how you're supposed to say it, isn't it? I definitely talked about it with somebody on the live stream, but I thought you and I talked about it as well. Mm. Uh, when I was playing, um, I almost called it Harvest Moon, when I was playing Stardew Farm, uh, somebody brought it up, and I thought you and I talked about it anyway. So they were considering this bill in Missouri that would have given them, the, you know, the usual, quote-unquote, religious freedom, in scare quotes, mm-hmm. but it's really just it, about... Missouri is the, uh, the show-me state, is it not? It certainly is. Show me that God exists, <laughs> and then you can be free to do whatever you want with him. <laughs> that is going to be hard to fit on a bumper sticker, but <laughs> if a Missourian gets close enough, he would probably say, how trenchant. What? Uh, well, what did the Missourian say? Uh, nothing. He just had sort of a donkey head. No, I'm referring to in the in the plebiscite. Oh, 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 oh. there was no plebiscite in Missouri. Uh, oh. They don't do that there. But they do they- it all, baby, but they don't do plebiscites. <laughs> so there's going to be one of these religious freedom bills that uh, just makes LGBTs' lives difficult. And uh, so Democrats filibustered for 39 hours. Okay. They stood up there and they talked and they talked and they talked. And sometimes the subject of conversation veered a bit. Okay. Uh, there was a long section where they were just talking about shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's a gay bill. What else are you going to talk about? Did uh, they recite the OMG shoes? <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been amazing. <laughs> no, specifically, they were talking about which type of shoes were best for conducting a filibuster. Ah. Uh, I've been told mm-hmm. that dance shoes are very good if you're going to be on your feet all day. Well, especially if you're going to do a little soft shoe uh, in the middle of it. I wouldn't rule that out. That may have happened. Someone may have busted out a dance routine during the during the filibuster. But uh, they managed to uh, stave off uh, any passage of this bill for 39 hours, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and then the uh, Republicans used this little-known parliamentary procedure to force a vote, where basically they, if they get enough signatures on a piece of paper, uh, you can make the vote happen and say, filibuster's over, uh, we're voting. And so they passed this religious freedom, uh, quote-unquote, bill. Okay. Uh, So this is like the other religious freedom bills? Very similar. According to the New York Times, the passage would shield religious groups from being penalized for acting, quote, in accordance with a sincere religious belief, unquote, about same-sex marriage. Well, let me stop you for just a second. Religious groups will not be penalized. So does, who does this apply to? Uh, there's a long list of okay. what qualifies as a religious organization, and ah. it is quite broad. Mm-hmm. It includes uh, the obvious one, churches, yeah. uh, schools, charities, retirement homes, 
and so on. Wait, is and so on part of it? I don't think and so on is part of it, no. Oh. But that, I added that. Okay, so schools, schools are religious, religious groups? Yeah, religious schools, private schools. Oh, uh, well, okay. But that is a legit religious group. Sure, sure. I mean, it depends on the And the we're talking about rel- religiously affiliated retirement homes, not just like any old retirement home. Um, n- they wouldn't have to be religiously affiliated. They would just have to say that they are acting in accordance with the religious belief. Are you sure? Because it says that religious groups can't be penalized. Let's take a look. So the bill says that it applies to an individual, which can mean a person or a corporation, and uh, also applies to a religious society, corporation, entity, partnership, order, preschool, school, institution of higher education, ministry, charity, social service provider, children's home, hospital, or other healthcare facility, hospice, elder care facility, or crisis pregnancy center, whether or not connected to or affiliated with a church, diocese, denomination, or other organization of churches, where said organization holds itself out to the public in whole or in part as religious and its purposes and activities are in whole or in part religious. Okay, so that's obviously very broadly written. Yes. But it does sound like, at least on paper, it's saying that there needs to be some component of the activities of this person or business that is presented to the public as being religious. Is that not so? Yes, that is so for the organization. Or a, a person doesn't have to say, I am religious. They just have to say, I'm acting in accordance. Well, I guess they would say I'm religious. I'm acting in accordance with my religious belief. So, yes. Sure, sure. So I know this wouldn't happen, but technically you could try to prove that a business isn't re- has no religious outlook, um, and therefore they are suable, right? I suppose, yeah. If a business did something and they were like, oh, no, no, we're doing it in this, on this religious basis, mm-hmm. uh, and you were like, well, uh, we can prove that they've never done anything on a religious basis before, uh, maybe that you could, you could use that as the basis for suing them. And I just, you know, again, I know we're just speculating here because we don't really know what we're talking about. But let's say, let's say, for instance, there's a car dealership in Missouri. Okay. And they sell fine monster trucks. I don't know what this Tennessee Williams <laughs> patois is I'm slipping into. But so you're out on the veranda with a mint julep. And a monster truck. And a monster truck pulls up and it's come from the car dealership. Mm-hmm. And you say... I'm going to buy me a car with my boyfriend. And so you and your boyfriend get on the mule and you ride, (laughs) ride into town. It is time that you got a vehicle, if that's the case. And you say, stinky, stinky Randall. Is the mule also the person who runs the dealership? It is another mule. It's not the mule you rode in. Okay, okay. So you're riding... uh, Do they know each other, at least? Of course they do. One is Stinky Tookus and the other is Stinky Randall. All right. Or also known as Raunchy Randy. And so you say, Randy, I want to buy a monster truck. And he looks at you and he says, Okay. Which means I see you're with your boyfriend and you cannot have a monster truck. You can have a mint julep, but you cannot have a monster truck. And so you go and you say, I want to sue Raunchy Randy for not selling me the monster truck because I have a boyfriend. And Raunchy Randy says, I am devoutly Zoroastrian, and I do not believe in faggotry. Well, yeah. that's some mule. <laughs> he, should be, he should be put out to pasture. Oh. Uh, that's my it's solution. Harsh. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, I held a hard line on uh, mule car dealers. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think in that case, maybe you could say... Look, it's a car dealership. They've never done anything religious before, right. and blah, blah, blah. And Raunchy Randy, he doesn't have any, you know, bless this mess or anything religious hanging up. I suppose, but I mean, what's stopping him from saying, like, oh, I've discovered religion? Or what's stopping him from saying, well, this has never come up before? 
Okay, well, he could say that. What if then it turns out that the mule dealership or whatever it is, a monster truck dealership, is owned by the the monster truck corporation and they have company policy that they don't have any religious outlook? Well, then I think that would be... More difficult uh, case to make. But this remember, this law applies to individuals. So you personally can make a decision based on... So you can't sue Randy, but could you sue the monster truck dealership to say, you must sell me a monster truck? If this happened in a part of Missouri that has a non-discrimination ordinance mm-hmm. that applied to same-sex... Applied to sexual orientation, mm-hmm. and they this monster truck facility was found to have violated that local ordinance mm-hmm. because, of course, there's no state ordinance in, in Missouri. Oh, understood. Um, then yes, I think that you could file that lawsuit, mm-hmm. and then he, under this proposed state law, he haw could then say, "Nope, you can't uh, sue me. You can't penalize me for this." He being Raunchy Randy. Exactly. Okay. But but you could... Could you sue the parent company? Okay. So if you... The parent company... I if they don't... If they continue to refuse to sell... If, if Let's say Randy's the only employee, because he's okay. the only mule in town so if the who company, wants to work there. if the company says that we don't have a religion, like uh-huh. our company policies, we don't have a religion, right. but all of a sudden the company's saying, we're doing this in accordance with our religious beliefs, mm-hmm. well, there seems to be a contradiction going on there okay. that uh, a judge would uh, say, why is this company being run by mules? <laughs> exactly. And um, this scenario has clarified nothing. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a scenario because because here's the thing Here, here's why I want to be somewhat precise on this I earlier in this podcast denied the existence of God and I will do so two more times before the cock grows however if a Catholic school wants to teach that gay marriage is bad mm-hmm. I don't know that people should be able to sue them for that sure sure I think that this law is a little overbroad and that yeah. applies to anyone who holds himself out in any part any organization that holds itself out in any part to have any sort of religious affiliation right uh, but if a, if a religiously affiliated school or a religiously affiliated hospital or nursing home or whatever wants to hold the position that uh, they believe marriage is reserved to a man and a woman and they want to make some kind of decisions along that those lines as long as they are religiously operated and affiliated Mm -hmm. i don't know that seems okay to me all right well what about a hospital or nursing facility that uh, accepts money from the government well then uh it becomes very very different doesn't it yes they you know they're they're religiously affiliated but they also accept money from the government to subsidize the care that they give well in that case if caesar is rendering unto them then they need to render unto caesar they need to follow if they're going to accept government largesse then they need to follow government laws well, I don't think they're going to care for that at all. I mean, well, I'd, well, then, then, then they can not accept the government booty, and they can be funded by their parishioners who uh, believe as they do. Sure, sure, uh, and, or you know, or through other enterprises, they can sell little, um, you know, candles with Raunchy Randy on them or whatever. He's a hero to them. Uh, what they want is to have it both ways. They obviously want the protection of the. They want the the money of the government, and they also want the protection of the government. We sure. can want to do whatever we want. With well, also really, I mean, with regard to rendering unto Caesars, they don't pay taxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if they're going to take tax money and not pay any tax money, uh, then fuck them. They have to follow <laughs> the law. But if they're involved in some kind of enterprise that isn't taking government money, um, then yeah, maybe they are exempted from some things. Sure. I think the the area where this becomes a bigger concern is entities that are open to the public, that are not, you know, because obviously, of course, a religious organization, a church, is always free to discriminate however they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, if it was a, um, 
facility like i'm just thinking about like people who have no alternative like let's say that mm-hmm. you know they there's nowhere else that they can go but this religious preschool or this religious nursing home mm-hmm. and the nursing home says oh yes of course we will care for you but because you are two men we will separate you and not allow you to see each other no don't go to that nursing home <laughs> i guess uh, i get, but like you know let's say that that's the only one you have access to non-discrimination mm-hmm. laws exist for a reason because we've seen what happens when people are free to discriminate uh, on uh, on the basis of uh, immutable characteristics, and those laws exist to protect the minority, and they also protect, exist so that nobody has to worry. Like, what if I'm on the receiving end of, uh, you know, somebody somebody deciding that uh, this fundamental trait about me is unacceptable? And I understand that, but let's say just again for the for the sake of argument, like Raunchy Randy, this is going to be another terrific uh, little scenario that's going to clarify everything. Let's say you are an old witch, and you are put in a Christian nursing home, and you need to uh, make a sacrifice of um, Eye of Newt. We're not talking Wicca witch. We're talking pointy hat, uh, crooked nose, warts. Witchy poo. Yeah, witchy poo witch. Uh, Mama Cass. Your Mama Cass. On that episode of H.R. Puff and Stuff where she plays a witch. Yes, on that one episode of H.R. Puff and Stuff where uh, she played a witch. And... Every afternoon, she has to sing different and also uh, drink goat blood. And the people who run the nursing home uh, don't want her to do that. Uh, Can they stop her? That is an excellent question. I do not know. I do not know the protections that are afforded in Missouri or anywhere for religious expression of that nature. I wouldn't think that you could infringe on someone's First Amendment rights in that way. I wouldn't think, but I don't know for sure. I have no, I don't know what I was trying to get at with that example. (laughs) All right. Well, let me make a point that actually makes sense. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you another reason that this law is unconstitutional Mm -hmm. is because it specifically singles out same sex couples. Uh Uh, It doesn't do this for anybody else. It says that you can only, you're only uh, eligible to violate non-discrimination laws with no consequence if you are doing it in a way that discriminates against same-sex couples. So there's no reverse provision for people who want to discriminate against um, uh, heterosexual couples. There's no exception to non-discrimination carved out for anything else at all. It specifically calls out by name uh, marriage between a man and a woman as as the belief that uh, is protected. So you can't do that. Okay, you mentioned that that was unconstitutional. What makes that unconstitutional? Romer versus Evans. That was a Supreme Court decision in 1996 regarding a Colorado law that uh, overturned protections that said, basically, it was a state law that said no municipality can pass a bill uh, that uh, includes um, LGBT people in non-discrimination laws. And uh, a lawsuit was filed, and the Supreme Court said that you can't have a law, you can't create a new law that specifically targets a class of people without a rational government basis. And none exists. So you can't do that. And they did try to single out same-sex couples for legitimate government interests that just simply didn't hold up in court. Oh, it's uh, protecting uh, the morality of our children, that kind of thing. And, uh, well, no, uh, telling municipalities that they're not allowed to pass um, non-discrimination laws really does not have any connection to that. Uh, So Kennedy, in his decision, was like, this makes no sense, and you can't create laws that violate due process clause of the Constitution, because you're restricting, you're you're, you're violating uh, LGBT people's access to due process of the law. Sure, but what about Rowan versus Martin? Hilarious. 
Because, <laughs> I mean, that's it. Very interesting, but stupid. No, I don't think that that is stupid. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, let me ask you this. But let's say somebody wanted to write a law saying that if you have the sincerely held religious belief that God did not intend races to mix, and therefore, for all those things, schools, hospitals, nursing homes, uh, corporations, people, whatever, that they cannot be sued for discriminating against someone on the basis of the belief that uh, people of different races should not marry. So that was tried uh, right after Loving v. Virginia. Was were- really? I'm, I'm shocked that this country <laughs> has dealt with that question. Can you believe it? Yeah, the people were like, oh, uh, my religion says that uh, races should mix. And there was, I can't remember the exact name of the case, but involved a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a place that uh, it was like Buddy's Barbecue or something like that. Uh, said my religion says that the races shouldn't mix. And so I... And did someone say my religion says you can't sell pork, so close your barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, the argument was, it was something like, um, I don't want to serve I don't want to be integrated or something like that. Sure. Um, And no, no, that didn't get very far. And really, since that failed in the late 60s, the likelihood of that law passing, uh, the likelihood of that case being made successfully has only diminished. So targeting Mm -hmm. a suspect class uh, is uh, something that you cannot do. And it has been tried. Oh, my God, has it been tried Uh, from every which way? And now it's being tried again. This law will eventually be found unconstitutional. It's just a matter of time. Uh, but for now, we it's just passed the Senate. Now it goes to the House, and then it gets signed by the governor, and then uh, things are unhappy, and uh, Missouri becomes an even less desirable place to live. Hooray. But isn't that where St. Louis is? It is. It is. Don't I hear that you in can, St. Louis. But I heard that you can wear your high-starched collar and your big fat hat. <laughs> That's yeah. not how it goes, does it? <laughs> Let's say that it is. I want you, I want you to wear your high-starched collar. and What was it? Your, your big felched hat? Sure. Let's say that. And rags, rags all over your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you won't be able to wear your big collar and your giant stovepipe hat and your face rags anymore. Somebody will say, no, 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 no. You're a gay man. <laughs> The ragamuffin is the real victim here. That's true. That's true. Who has suffered more than the ragamuffin? I'll tell you who. Who? Australians. Oh, the original ragamuffins. Ragamuffin's not racist, is it? I don't think so. I think it just means like street urchin who sells rags, which may have racial connotations. Oh, dear. Uh, All right. We'll do a little bit of investigation. And uh, if it turns out not to be racist. I also body shamed a hat earlier. (laughs) That's true. Shame on you for shaming a hat. That's our body shaming PSA for this episode. We're going to hear from the hats. We're going to get lots of letters from hats. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Australia is having a plebiscite, maybe. It sounds like some sort of like operation or something. So the way that Australia works is all the kangaroos get to vote for the head koala. No. Um, so the way that Australia works uh, is sometimes they have... Uh, elections are not as predictable there as they are here. It's not like every four years we have a presidential election. Uh, so now and then they can call a special election just to vote on something. Uh, and in this... In this case, uh, the conservative party in power, which is not called the conservative party. Oh, boy, it's complicated with all the parties. Uh, the anti, let's let's call them the, the, the parties that are opposed to gay people uh, want to call an election on gay marriage because they can see the writing on the wall. They can see that the legislators are going to pass a marriage equality bill soon. And they're like, oh, well, well instead of that, maybe uh, maybe we should do a vote instead. Okay. So uh, there's a chance that they may have a vote later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new analysis by uh, PricewaterhouseCooper, whom you may recall from the Oscars. They're the ones who tally the Oscars. I don't know why they're involved in this question, but all right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they did an analysis that determined that to hold this vote would cost about half a billion dollars. Okay. 
That's a and lot this of is money. just a vote to determine whether or not Hugh Jackman's gay. Exactly. Yes. I mean, and I think we're we're pretty much settled. It's, it's a matter of settled law. Well, I saw Les Mis, <laughs> yes. which is which is unsettling. But, uh, yeah. So Australia calculated the real cost of the plebiscite uh, at five hundred twenty-five million dollars. Uh, this is based on estimates for two hundred eighty-one million for the time cost of voting. Mm-hmm. 158 million to conduct the voting, mm-hmm. 66 million for campaigning, and 20 million for mental health harms to 50,000 <laughs> LGBTI uh, Australians. Is the Conservative Party, and I know they're not called that. Um, they're called the Liberal Party, confusingly I know, enough. I know, and that's yeah. why you're trying not to say it. Yeah. But is the Conservative Party, which is the Liberal Party, which is the Conservative Party. The party that doesn't like the gays. Yes, the party that doesn't like the gays. They must be fairly confident that they'll win this vote. I think they are confident-ish. Uh, oh. I don't. I have. I've seen polling that is fairly mixed. So well, I've seen some Australians polling on XTube, and it's quite a thrill. Good grief! They have forked penises, you know. That's not true. And wait, la- wait, wait they, some of them do. Like, what, are you watching Kangaroo XTube? Yeah, there's Kangaroo's Tube. A- Kangaroo's Tube is my drag name. <laughs> you have so many drag names. You have so many names. You're like Ardra from that episode of Star Trek where she says, I have many names. Anyway, too obscure, too obscure. We're talk- we talk about Star Wars, not Star Trek. Yeah, so anyway, there um, uh, had this this thing was released by PricewaterhouseCooper, which is, uh, the company is, has explicitly said that they're in favor of marriage equality. Like, that's their official corporate position. Okay. So uh, they're not exactly neutral. Could I sue them in Missouri? Uh, you could try. Mm. You and your horse lawyer. With my high starch collar and my big fat hat and my rags all over my face. <laughs> you would I'm walk going into that to sue Price Waterhouse Cooper and the kangaroos all over the place. Woo! You know where you would sue them? Where? A in a kangaroo court. court. <laughs> Very interesting, but stupid. Uh, so, uh, liberal senator Eric Abetz, uh-huh. who is a member of the Liberal Party, which doesn't like gay people, right. said uh, that this is a an inaccurate... Uh, assessment that it wouldn't cost that much money. Okay. That it was an exercise in inverted commas. Okay. I'm not sure what that means. That also sounds slightly medical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, quote, of course, it doesn't take into account the costs on the other side of the debate. People who s- feel strongly and who will feel depressed about a change. Change is depressing. And so is an inverted comma. Yes. I had an inverted colon myself. <laughs> Holy Toledo. Was the colon on the outside of your body? Well, it started out as a semicolon, but I let it go for too long. <laughs> well, that's what happens. You, you be careful. It'll turn into interrobang. I think I saw that on that Australian polling video. <laughs> is that your drag name? In Tarabang? No, it's Labyrinthine Vagina. Oh, how, like, how many of these do you have just ready to go? I am the man of a thousand vaginas. No, no, that's too many. And also, isn't that uh, Minnesota's state motto? What, the state of a thousand vaginas? The man of a thousand vaginas. Oh. What is the state of a thousand vaginas? Delicious. Yes. Wait, tell me more about the plebiscite. Oh, well, I mean, there's not that much more to say because it's still just like a gleam in the in, in everybody's eye. Uh-huh. Um, it might happen. It might not. Uh, it all depends on who gets into power. There's also a prime minister election. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. They don't vote on prime minister. There's also a there's a federal election coming up. Uh, so they, they could, have a federal. They have a federal. OK. Yes. Uh, what does their federal do? Uh, Australia's stuff. Uh-huh. And then you have territories. Hmm. I don't know if I believe this. <laughs> you do? Does it sound made up? It sounds like Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, like well, they spell they spell master with an E, and it's a completely different word. Uh, well, I guess... Yeah, I, mean, I guess there is an E in master. Yeah, they spell master with an E? Well, how do you spell maester? 
Maester. It's master with an A. Master has an A. Oh, it has an A and an E. And it has an Wait, A and two E's. What is the A and E network slogan? A. <laughs> e. <laughs> it's Fonzie. It's, it's Fonzie standing there. He goes, A. And then a Sesame Street letter E sidles in? No, no, no. Then, um, then it's just like a really excited guy standing next to him who goes, E. And they keep getting closer and closer. Yes. And they kiss. <laughs> yes. You're watching A&E. Television for kissing. <laughs> That's what it started out as. It was originally a government-funded channel for kissing. I thought it was one of those Hitler networks. What? Oh. One of those <laughs> networks that just show Hitler shows all the time? Sure. There's a million of those now. No, it was um, it was, it was was classy in the olden times. Like, in I want to say the it? 80s like, or so. A&E was like, you'd watch ballet and stuff like, like that. Like women eating fancy feast? I think it still isn't. It, it hasn't been overtaken by, like, reality shows, has it? Oh, everything has. I guess. I mean, the, this election cycle has been taken over <laughs> by a reality show. Sure. A&E might be our last refuge. Or maybe not. For maybe Fancy Feast. For, I mean, here's the thing, though. I want to see Donald Trump on all fours eating Fancy Feast out of a crystal goblet. How are you going to make that happen? You know, offer him lasagna. Oh, okay. He's America's favorite fat cat. Yeah. You know, now that you say it, the, like, the, the, the likeness, the similarity between Donald Trump and Garfield. He hates Mondays. Kim Davis should be his running mate. Because of the Kim Davis, Jim Davis link, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's absolutely doable. Uh, They would run against Gary Larson. Actually, now that I think about running mates, um, Scott Adams actually might be... Hmm. Like an actual viable running mate. Although, does he still have to sing or can he talk again? Did oh. he have a problem where he couldn't speak and he had to sing everything? That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That would. I, is no, that, is that why go, go for it. it? Let's do it. Is that why he say, started hating women? It's going to be a musical misogynistic romp. Sure. Did a woman suck his words away, like the Meatloaf song? The which one does that happen? You took the words right oh. out of my mouth. It must have been while you were kissing me. That's the slogan. Trump Adams, you took the words right out of my mouth, lady. In parentheses, it must have been while you were kissing me. Yes. That's the song that starts with, On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Yes. That's not how she says it. Oh, (laughs) I don't remember how she says it. (laughs) But I like that. You're right. She says says it like, yes. Would you offer him? No, she says this. Who says this? What? She says, will he offer me his jaws? Yes. Will he offer me his lips? Yes. Will he offer me his teeth? Yes. Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. Again. Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. And does he love me? Yes. And will he starve without me? Yes. And will he poo in the morning? What was that last one? And will he leave a turkey leg and a full jar of Nutella by the bed every night? Yes. And will he buy me a sugar glider? Yes. And will he let me ride him like he's a sugar glider? Yes. Am I a sugar glider? Yes. Oh, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you can get in touch on Twitter at Matt, I didn't say stop. You can get in touch on Twitter at Matt Baum, and you can leave a review on the show on iTunes. You can also get the book on Amazon in print via download or via audio. 
Uh, you might want to check out my podcast, The Sewers of Paris. Uh, last week, my guest was Mark Finley, and we talked all about Lily Tomlin and Carol Burnett and uh, B. Arthur. It was wonderful. You can find that at sewersofparis.com. And until next time, friends, by the power vested in me by the internet, I now pronounce this podcast over. It must have been while you were kissing me. You took the words right out of my mouth. I swear it's true. You're a sugar glider and I just pooed. I pooed.